Hello and welcome to The Holiday Impact, the podcast that reminds you that you have the power to make a difference. I'm your host, Shantae Holiday, and each week we'll explore the mindset, habits, and strategies that will help you overcome obstacles, seize opportunities, and create a positive impact in your life and in your business. Joining me today is Emmanuel. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. It's an honor. Thank you. So I know I know all about you, but I'm going to let you actually introduce yourself and tell people what you specialize in, what you do, your purpose and stuff for those that don't already know you. Okay, cool. Yeah. So my name is Emmanuel Brown. Um, you know, I started off uh, with a credit repair business. So, um, you know, just literally helping people get their credit together, teaching people about credit. Um, a lot of people are just really scared of credit because they're just, um, you know, they don't have the knowledge and don't really know how to utilize it and leverage it. So that was my first business venture, getting into the credit repair space. Um, from there, started into to segue into Airbnb. So I have my own Airbnbs. And then I also have a digital products business as well. So where I teach people how to, you know, start up their own Airbnbs. I have a mentorship program and just kind of different things that you can get in there and play around with such as ebooks courses things like that so is it self-paced do you have your hands in there are you holding people's hands how's it work so I have both. So I have some stuff that's self-paced and my hands is not in it at all. It's just you go in there, you, you do your thing. Um, and then I also have stuff where my hands is in there and I walk you through step by step, hold your hand and everything like that. So both options, however you want. <laughs> Got you. Okay, cool. So what exactly is your reason why? I know you have your fiance, beautiful lady, Keisha, right? Yep, yep. There we go. And I know you have your two beautiful baby girls. So are they your reason why and stuff there? Did you go through something where you were like, I'm tired of this? For my daughter and my son. Okay. But so, yeah, so um, for me, obviously just, you know, kind of my background. So just how I came up and I was raised. And so, you know, obviously no, nothing to knock against my parents or anything like that. But I mean, it's reality it is what it is, you know, growing up and, you know, section eight poverty neighborhoods just different things like that that I had to you know kind of go through in life and just understand that I didn't want my life to be like that moving forward but also I wanted to be able to show my parents a better way of living so that was kind of like the backbone of it all um and then obviously as you like you said uh just you know having a fiance having kids it just adds more fuel to it as well to where it's like for me I have no choice but to do it I have to be the one to make sure we all can experience a better lifestyle because we all come from the same places right so like I know you said stuff the group kind of like you know on the other side of wealth basically right so growing up section eight and stuff like that you could have turned out much differently did you have people in your area that were trying to like you know get you to do things that you know you weren't supposed to be doing or like did you end up basically going the straight and narrow the whole way yeah, absolutely. So I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like I'm just some type of saint and I just was you know, a, a perfect person my whole life. So obviously, yeah, I don't went down rabbit holes when I'm doing stuff I know personally I have no business doing. But also, like you said, hanging around the wrong people, being in the wrong crowds. Um, but one thing for sure with me, although I did go down certain rabbit holes and do different things that I know I had no business doing, I always still had... Um, the end goal in mind and knew what I was trying to obtain. So I feel like some people don't have that. And so when they go down the wrong roads and paths, they get too deep into them and wind up falling off the grid. So that wasn't the case for me because I did still have an end goal, you know, to where I wanted to get to. So I was, it was easier for me to still navigate out of it. Although I did go down, you know, wrong paths where I shouldn't have. 
Right. It's the, at least you're honest about it, though, right? Like, I mean, I'm, it, I'm not perfect yet. I've, I've done stuff as well. So, yeah. Got you. You're just yeah. fine. stuff there. We all have passed. I have passed, but I'm not being interviewed today. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's for a whole nother day. But I'm so proud of you and stuff there because it sounds like even when you might not have known how to get to point A, to point B exactly and stuff there, you knew exactly that you wanted different and more and better, right? So like, yeah, and stuff there. So I think that that's absolutely amazing. And so when did you start your group on Facebook? What's the name of your group? When did you start it? Why did you start it? Uh, Personal and Business Credit into Wealth. Um, Started about, I want to say... I don't know, maybe about six, seven months ago. And I started the group just because, like I said, once I really started to dive into the credit space and really just become obsessed with it, I started to see not only what it did for me, but also how many others out there who don't have this information, don't have the knowledge and what it could do for them. So that's why I started up the group so that way I could start to tie a lot of folks in, bring them to the group, um, just drop game on them, give them knowledge and really just kind of put them into the notes so that way they can change their lives as well because I mean this credit and business credit space I mean it my life has changed changed. right I mean but it's it's so cool to see the transition of you and your family and the growth and stuff because I know you feel the trajectory it wasn't overnight but now that you have like you know your foot on the gas it's like every two weeks this guy's got a new Airbnb (laughs) (laughs) he's collecting rings like Thanos right now like it's ridiculous And so if I can be honest with you, part of the reason why I move so fast the way I do is obviously a challenge for myself. But beyond that, I do that so that way others can see. So, for instance, like you said, it's like I'm getting a new Airbnb every two weeks, whatever the case is. With that being said, most people feel like they can't even get one. Right. So I go out here and I'm showing you I'm getting one every month back to back. Literally. You can look at me like, man, he's doing that. I know I can at least get one. That's yeah. all I want to do. Exactly. So all I want to do is put that motivation and drive it to you. So where you see, I'm, yeah, I might be getting one every month or whatever the case is. And I'm moving at a fast, rapid pace. But now for you, I want to be able to give you the motivation. So that way you can see, okay, well, I know I can at least get one. I might not be able to get four or five, how you have, but I can get one. And if I can do that, then I'm doing my job. Because realistically, like I said, this is something that we all can do. We just have right. to believe in ourselves and literally, like you said, put your foot on the gas and execute. And I do want to point something out, though. He's not just getting them with absolutely no strategy at all. He's making sure that he can afford it. He's making sure that with every Airbnb, Airbnb he has, he still has financial reserves. Him and his fiance still have income coming in. You still have your full-time job right now, right? Correct. Yep. So he's not getting them and just be like, if I fall off a cliff, I fall. Right. Like- <laughs> right, right, right. right now, it's definitely a whole strategy plan behind it and you know obviously that's exactly what I teach so I teach folks how to obviously properly structure the Airbnb business because that's the first thing if we don't have it properly structured we can we can go ahead and do away with this so I teach you how to properly structure it I teach you how to get this thing without even using your money so with zero dollars down I teach you where to go and shop to get the furniture how you need to do it where to find the properties the market analysis because at the end of the day we in this to make money so I don't care about it being the most lavish property or anything like that if I run the numbers and the double numbers does not make sense i don't want it i don't care it can be the best property in the neighborhood if right. the numbers don't make sense for me we don't want it and so and I if nobody's gonna those. book it it ain't exactly. worth it exactly so you know i teach all of that the whole game plan the whole blueprint so literally everybody can get out here and make the same thing happen 
And I know you also teach, like you said, I want to touch a point on something you said that you teach, how they can get started with no money down and stuff there, right? So you also specialize in business credit as well and leveraging those, right? So tell me a little bit about that. Yep. And so part of that is obviously, um, so another piece to my mentorship program is I teach people how to properly structure any business. So I don't care if it's Airbnb, you starting the clothing, whatever. Um, we gonna I'll teach you how to properly structure that business, but also I'm teaching you how to go get $50,000 plus in your business name. Um, mm. Because that's the biggest hookup, hang up for most of us is a lot of people sitting on great business plans and ideas, but we don't have the capital. And so literally it's they're sitting on and they're just like, ah, oh, when I get this money, if I get this money, I'm going to be able to do this. So now I take away that and I remove that issue from you. Now you can literally go and get your business started and off the ground. So I'm teaching folks how to go get this money in their business name. And I don't care if it's a brand new LLC or if it's one that you already have established. So it, it doesn't matter. We're going to go get $50,000 plus and we're going to go get these businesses started up. Um but yeah, this this business credit is it's amazing. So personal credit is obviously one thing. We know how serious and important personal credit is. But once we get that together, I mean business credit, I mean that it, it's a whole different ball game. Mm. Do they have to do they need to and stuff there? Of course. I know certain answers to these questions, but I know that some people listening and watching might not. So I'm gonna ask anyway. Right. right. So do they need to fix their personal credit? challenges let's say that <laughs> in order to really make boss moves in the business credit world absolutely definitely okay. need to your personal and so it's funny that you asked that a year ago when i first started up the credit repair business i literally made a post and i'll go and share it. i'll go and find it so i can share it but i literally made a post and i literally stated from this point moving forward, do not ask me about any of the moves. How am I doing anything? Just know everything that I do from this point moving forward is off of credit. I literally said that on Facebook a year ago. And so absolutely, to answer your question, um, yeah, in order to make these boss moves and get all of these things off the, off the ground, we definitely have to have our personal credit in order first. And that's why I don't like sometimes how I see some folks on Facebook and they're telling people you don't need personal credit, da, 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 because even if you build up the business credit on the business credit loan, some things we still need to have our personal credit and check um so i just there's no way around it put it that way so we have to put our get our personal credit in order in check and then i mean we hit the ground running from there right and stuff there even if you feel like it, you have a low credit score and it's impossible nothing's impossible you can right. come up from anything i've seen someone go from a 438 to a 680 within six months and stuff there um sometimes you can get to it sooner but that means you probably need some capital coming in right so this person went and got additional job and then started literally selling plates too like <laughs> they were serious with it i ain't gonna you name no name you know who you are. i'm proud of you like she knows <laughs> she knows in maryland who i'm talking about and so i promised her when she even started and stuff there in my program and stuff this was like this is years ago i'm getting old <laughs> like and stuff there, I was like, "Hey yo, I'll I'll get you to Hawaii and stuff there. You just listen to me, but I need you to be ten toes in." She was like, "Say less." <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> so yeah, no. So listen to this man, y'all, and stuff there. If getting your personal credit stuff together means that you can acquire over a hundred thousand dollars in business credit over a stream of time, he could probably help you get it within a year or less. 
and stuff there, that's not a big price to pay. It's more expensive having bad credit, but that's a whole nother conversation. So like, <laughs> I could go forever. I caught myself. I was like, let me bring it back, bring it back. So what types of tips and strategies do you provide to hosts to like help them improve um, their listings and like, you know, attract more guests? So the the very first thing, and I feel like, I feel like we overlook this, is simple. The psychological aspect of it. Think about, because we all, a lot of us probably haven't been on the host side, but we all been on the guest side. So just think about it. Whatever attracted you, think about that same thought process when you're on the other end and you're trying to become a host. So whether it was the the description or the photo layout, the things that they had in the unit, um, the stories that they kind of, the way that they painted the pictures on the listing, just think about those kind of things. So that way now when you're on the host end of it, you know exactly what to reciprocate. um, So that way you can get others attracted to your unit. It's literally that simple. Um, And then from there, obviously we have so many different um, resources out here to help you with that as far as hiring a property management team, or co-host just different people that you can get to help you um maximize these different things um because obviously some things are just not our strong suit and so um i was told and this is one thing that stuck with me and i'll forever repeat it to everybody i get my hands on but i was told um you know don't worry about trying to become an expert at everything just hire your weakness and i can't i mean and it's just the the best thing that i can tell someone is you know don't get out here and feel like you have to be the man at everything you know what you're strong at and the things that you're not strong at hire someone delegate yeah, just delegate it out. Hire someone to take care of it. Um, so that's the biggest thing. But like I said, that's just the simplest piece right there is just to think of it from a psychological standpoint of when you are out here and you want to book someone's Airbnb, what are the things that you look for? Um, are you worried about the photos, the listing, the actual description, just things like that. So now when you're on that end of it, you know exactly what to duplicate. Mm. Do you have to worry about SEO tags and things like that? Um. Yeah, so... For me personally, that's not my strong suit, so I don't do it. But like I said, I hired someone. I hired someone to do it. So like when it comes to you know search engine optimization and just um, making sure that your listings and stuff is coming across or the marketing piece of it, I know that's not really my strong suit. So I have a property management team and they're doing that stuff, going through the market um, analysis, um, make um, handling my prices just on a day to day basis. You get to go take a nap. Exactly. And so they're handling all of that stuff on the day to day basis. So if it's someone out there who's just like me, it's like, oh, I don't want to get into that. Or that seems like rocket science. I mean, maybe it is. Don't try to figure it out. I heard someone to do it. That's exactly what I did. I don't have time. I don't want to try to figure it out. Huh? You know how to do it. Perfect. Come on. Let's let's get it. Going. Right. You got yeah. two toddlers. You do uh, not have time. I got one and feel like I got. Six <laughs> kids. So, yeah. yes. No, I totally get that. I did want to ask the question. I almost forgot it. So for when you said, I liked when you said and stuff there, look at it from the outside, looking in, you know where you want to stay as a guest. So just have that same view. So as a host. So like, do you feel like they, they have to have like fancy amenities though? Like it has to have a pool to be booked or it needs to be by the beach and stuff there. I know my family's one is literally right beside Virginia beach. So like, what do you, what's your viewpoint on that though? Do you think it's a must? No, absolutely not. So I have four Airbnbs. Only one of them have a pool, and that's the one that I just got out the country in Tulum, Mexico. The other three do not have a pool. They don't have none of that fancy stuff. Um, and so when it comes to that, no, it, it, you don't have to have all of that kind of stuff. You really don't. And so just understand, 
we have folks who travel for various reasons. Some people travel for personal reasons, but also some people travel for business purposes. So if I'm traveling for business, I don't care about a pool. You see what I'm saying? So it really, it, it, we don't need to get hung up on that because getting hung up on that is going to, um, you're going to, you know, wash away a lot of opportunities that you could have, you know, capitalized on. So definitely not, you don't have to have all of that fancy stuff, all of those extra amenities. Now, granted, some of that stuff, obviously, it adds to, you know, being able to generate more money because now you're offering a lot more, but it's not an end all be all. No, you do not have to have it. Absolutely do not. Gotcha. So like for, let's say, um, uh, cause I used to have a trucking company and stuff like that for it. And then, um, before I got sick beforehand, but with truck drivers, traveling nurses and stuff like that, do you feel like it's smart to only target a certain criteria of business people or all of them? Um, so I say all. And so the reason why I say all is just because you want to be able to capitalize in different parts of the year. So for instance, for the pe folks that don't know, when it comes to the Airbnb game, you have a peak season and then you have this season where it's like, uh, not too many people are just traveling for personal reasons. So right. with that being said, we have two different pieces in this space. You have short term rental and you have midterm rental. So short-term rental is more so that personal travel for vacation. It's the summertime, springtime. We want to go to another city, state, whatever the case is. And then we have the midterm stays or more so for the people who are traveling for business reasons to where they're staying for 30 days plus. And so in our peak season, we want to capitalize on short-term rental stays. So a few nights here and there. But then when it's not peak season, you're not going to make as much money trying to do the short-term rental style because people are not traveling for personal reasons. So that's the time of the year where we want to go ahead and shift over towards the midterm stage so that way we can still capitalize and we're generating money all year round. So it's the it's the incorporation of both of them. I like um, just to be able to maximize the profits and make sure you're profitable all year round because who wants to just be profitable six, seven months out of the year? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know... So, so that's the best game that I can give is just make sure, you know, we implement both uh, ways. And that's what I do personally with mine. And I'm right. so it hasn't failed me yet. So I'm going to continue to do it. I know that's right. Yeah. Stay with your chest. <laughs> so, so like what type of challenges? Cause I know you just told me about one challenge, but what type of other challenges do you feel like hosts typically face when managing an Airbnb property? And how do you help them overcome those additional challenges? Because I know there's not just one. Right. So one of the one of the um challenges I feel like, especially starting out for hosts, is um being overwhelmed with just everything. Because obviously it's new and there's so many different moving pieces and parts that go to it. Um and so like I said, one of the the, the fixes to that is to hire some help to go along with that property management, things like that, and just don't try to be a one man show. But then also some other challenges is um and I'll speak for myself. So when I got my first Airbnb, this is one of the challenges, and I want to make sure that nobody else makes this mistake. So the, one of the first things when I got my first Airbnb was got the lease, everything like that, moved in. First weekend, I had a list. So literally the day I listed it, I had got a booking for, the, for that weekend. And so the guests came, they checked in, checked out on Monday. After they checked out on Monday, um, the rent office called me down and said, oh, we can't have it on Airbnb. So that was the first thing right there. So what I want to make sure folks don't do is go out here and they get these leases and, you know, you get out here and trying to put this thing on Airbnb and then you don't even have the right way to do it. And so I was misled, but also I'll take full responsibility because if I would have done my part to make sure I went through a lease thoroughly, then I we wouldn't even have this issue. Um, So that's just one of the things is to making sure we're looking at everything and know exactly what needs to say what before we go and sign this lease and move in so that way we don't run into that issue. 
Um, so that's that was one of the things that I ran into and I wanted to Ouch, I would have been heartbroken. Yeah. But heartbroken. You know, but the thing was, you know, instead of uh so I couldn't do Airbnb, but I could do the midterm stays. So I still was able to, you know, flip it around. Got you. Okay, so you still made it a profitable situation. Absolutely. Amen. Ain't got good. Okay. All right. I like that. So like you said, um, what is it there? I don't know. What is it that you said that you, if you had read the lease properly, then you would have been able to see that. And so that's why you like, you know, you're taking accountability for that. What kind of verbiage are they going to be looking for on the lease and stuff there for things like that? So in the lease though, cause everybody know realistically in any lease that we go and sign, we're not allowed to sub lease. So let's just call it what it is. It's we're like in- seven pages. Right. <laughs> so so we're not allowed to sublease. And any lease is going to say that. So realistically, when we're doing Airbnb, you're bringing out a place to someone else, meaning you're subletting. So with that being said, we need to have something in the lease or lease addendum or agreement, something that's overriding, stating that we're allowed to. So it's just something that it'll be around the lines of um, we're granting you or your company permission to um, you know, provide short-term stays or to sublease out. It'll be something around that uh in those in regards to that. Um, so for instance, with mine, it did say that um we were granted permission for um corporate leases. Okay. So, so with that being stated, it's still a bit of a difference because when it comes to the corporate leases, that's more so um strategic towards the midterm stage. And that was the big hookup. So like I said, that was my first one that I signed. So that's why it didn't go as planned, but I was still able to turn it around because I was able to do the midterm stays. So if we know we're going for the short-term stays and we want to be able to do run the, the traditional Airbnb model, you want something that says short-term rental, we're guaranteeing you short-term rental stays or giving you access to have guests come and check in and out, something around those lines. Mm-hmm. But it needs to oh. stay that they're right. I don't care if the property manager, landlord, owner, if they told you personally, but we don't see it in paper, we don't sign. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, cool. I'm glad you said that because I was just about to ask you, like, what if, like, you know, front desk said, oh, yeah, I think it's okay because they want the check. And then you sign and you're stuck with six month, month to month, 12 month lease and stuff there. And now you can't sublet it, right? So like you said, stuff there, if anyone on paper, they don't sign nothing. And the reason why is because, like you said, the front desk said, oh, we think it's okay. Well, what if in two, so let's say you got a lease for six months, but in two in, in two um, months, that person who's at front desk no longer worked there. Mm, see, so now they can't even vouch for you. So now we're, they don't care. The new people who came in, they're looking at the lease. Oh, it doesn't say it, so you got to go. So right. we just make sure we have all our ducks in a row. Nobody can override what's right there on paper. So we want it on paper. We want the hard proof. Got you. Okay. So goodness, well, I appreciate you for the for the gems. For so when it comes to marketing, promotions, things like that, right? Um, I know a lot of people and stuff there, even if they haven't already started their Airbnb joint journey, they've joined a whole bunch of these Airbnb groups, right? And they've seen like, you know, sometimes it's really, really uplifting and other times you'll have horror stories kind of thing where they're like, it was great. I got three months booked and then it's been a ghost town ever since. They're not taking certain strategies like you are, though, to be prepared for the slower months as well. So I also look into that part, too, um, and stuff there just because I think it's like really intriguing. But when it comes to the types of marketing and promotional strategies, what have you found to be the most effective for reaching your potential guest and building your brand? 
So realistically, it comes down to just how you actually have the 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 listing set up. So as far as like minor tweaks, as far as making sure we have professional photos, that's going to be the, the, the most important because that's the first first thing someone's going to see before they click into your listing. So if you have some, I don't care if you have the newest, latest iPhone, the Google Pixel, I don't care what it is. Um, it needs to be professional <laughs> photos and not off of that phone. And so I tell you, I teach my students to um, only take the photos yourself personally if you have some type of experience with photography if you don't have none don't personally take the photos go ahead and pay for a professional photographer to come get it done because that's going to be so important but um besides that is going to come down to the listing how you have it set up um the way you have it set up the description um the details that you provide just things like that and then overall there isn't really much to do when it comes to marketing your airbnb because think about it when you or any one of us go to do an airbnb what do we do? We jump right on Airbnb, Verbo. We jump on those platforms. We don't go to anybody specifically like, hey, I'm trying to get a, a, a Airbnb out here. Who can I go to? We don't do that. We jump directly to the app. So I love that because these platforms does the marketing for you yourself. So yeah. it's not really something that you need to do. But like I said, it's the way that you have it set up, which gets you pushed up in the algorithm. So that way it comes across more people's faces. And that comes down to having certain things tweaked on the listing. And so for me, I'll let my property management team handle all of that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I was about to say, so <laughs> I'm not mad at you at all. So if someone has no photography experience, you're saying they should not walk in there with an iPhone and a ring light. That's Absolutely. Okay. I don't care if you, if you have no professional experience, uh, photography experience, I don't care if it's the iPhone, the Google Pixel. I don't have, care if you have the most expensive actual real camera. You personally, uh -uh, you put the camera down and you, you pay a professional photographer. Absolutely. It's just a certain way that we have to take these photos, certain things that you need to capture, the lighting, just all of those different things plays a factor. And so it needs to be professionally done. Right. And I saw um, a few of your Airbnb listings that, you know, you post them on Facebook. And I love how you take your audience in real time through your journey, which is so dope. Right. So I was looking at um, Emmanuel's uh, photos and um, for his Airbnbs, and you can tell that the photographer was trying to actually tell a story with the pictures as if the person is already there, as if they've already booked, right? So I'm about to go sit on the couch and stuff there to go watch a movie. The, the uh, what is it there? The patio uh, lines might be open a little bit so I can look out the window and see the view and stuff there for it. Um, and I'm really big on like storytelling and photography in general. So maybe I read a little bit more so into it, but <laughs> I was down for it. I was enjoying it. And then like, you keep looking at the photos and you see one angled over the, um, what is, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a little window area that appears into one of the kitchens. Right. So you get to see and stuff. Okay, cool. That's where my dude or my girl is going to be in there cooking me dinner. Right. <laughs> I don't need to somewhere. <laughs> like so like you know like all the little things and you see the bed set up and it's the way they have the bed set up to where it looks like the most softest plush thing in the world not to mention the interior decorating design which I know you have worked very very hard on and it shows because that <laughs> color scheme was lit out so brown I was like look at him go okay <laughs> Most so, yes. I'm most for the one that I'm furnished. So I'm actually furnishing a new unit right now as we speak. I'm most excited about this one that I'm furnishing right now because the color scheme that I have for this is oh my goodness. Mexico it, or a different one? It's here. It's here. It's, it's, it's in here. Ohio? Yep, in Ohio, Cincinnati. Okay. 
And so okay. the one I'm finishing now, oh my, like this color scheme, I'm uh, I'm obsessed with. So really? I can't. This one oh, be so y'all gonna make him redecorate his own house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler's sure. gonna tear yeah. it up. This one will be ready um about May third, May fourth, and um uh, so yeah, I, I can't wait to get this one published and everybody gets nice. it. Who are um who's your target audience to where you're trying to pitch it to? Um, anybody so that want to stay, doctors, lawyers, nurses. Yep. So yep. So my niche here, really, my niche here is for people who are like couples who are traveling for a getaway. It's mm -hmm. not really tailored towards family, so with kids and stuff like that, but it's more so tailored to couples who are trying to get away for a weekend getaway things like that but also people who are traveling for businesses so my niche here in my, in my city are one bedroom one bath and that's because obviously i ran my market analysis and data and kind of did some research to see what makes the most sense for me and the numbers right. that i want and so right. that's my niche for here so obviously depending on wherever you are so put it this way if i was if i was getting one in miami i wouldn't be going after a one bedroom you see what because nine times out of time nine times out of ten when most people are traveling to miami you might be traveling in a group it might be two couples it might be a family so a one bedroom is not going to cut it you see what i'm saying so I do. it comes down to figuring out you know doing we got to do some homework we got to do our market analysis and do a bit of exactly to figure out but to double back to what you said about with the photos telling a story that's absolutely what we're shooting for every each and every time with our listings the reason why is because what mo some people fail to realize is we're not selling real estate <laughs> so don't get out here and get a photographer who just you know take ph photography or photos for real estate because that's not what we're trying to accomplish um when people come to our airbnb they're, they're not trying to buy the airbnb they're coming for a couple you know a couple nights a week for an experience exactly so we want to sell the experience through the photography so that's you nailed it you nailed it that's exactly it <laughs> Oh man, no words and stuff there. I was I was made for that stuff. I was like, I know the word. Yeah, yeah, you know it. <laughs> so like for um what was it called? It was um it was something else I wanted to ask you and stuff there too. So I I got it back. I got it. So when it happens to so let's say I'm in Virginia, you know that, right? I'm at the Capitol and stuff there. So um if I wanted to pay you to acquire an Airbnb for me. In Ohio, how much would you charge? Um, that and not just me, but anyone listening. Right, so that I really don't know yet. I'm actually working backstage right now with a with, with some folks to kind of figure out some price points and kind of put that in um in perspective. Um, mm -hmm. so that I, I don't quite have an answer for yet. But um, a lot of people have been reaching out to me, and they they actually are wanting to do moves like that because realistically they don't want to have to deal with anything they just want to be able to learn the information pay me and have a unit coming out the gate so i don't have an actual price point like that for right now however well for right here in my state or city but however i do have uh price points on being able to get people um airbnbs out of the country like i did coming right out the gate there you and go and stuff there because um yeah. definitely just went to mexico you guys and turned all the way up and before he left, not only did he get souvenirs, but he left with an Airbnb <laughs> and possibly a hangover, but he got some keys. And so, yeah, now whenever he goes to Mexico and stuff there, for whatever reason, if there's some, if he wants to stay at his own unit and no one else is there for a few days, he doesn't have to pay anywhere to stay. If he just wants to fly straight to Mexico and stuff there, maybe not do a cruise and stuff there. My family's obsessed with cruises. But if he wanted to fly straight there and take a week, he doesn't have to worry about a place to stay. 
either. And I think that's really, really cool where like you can fly, take a vacation, leave and know that it's going to be booked and busy. Right. Because it's not like it snows that that I know of in Mexico. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I never heard that before. <laughs> I would probably be scared if I see snow out there. <laughs> like, so, I mean, like, I was taken back when it snowed in, in, in Texas a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are some different times. Those are COVID times. Right, right. Those don't count. So there's that um, and stuff there. So I know that I had, I have one more question for you, but I don't know if you have time for it. I know you have to leave. No, go ahead. We'll go. Um, it's up there. I'll make it quick. So how do you help host manage guest expectations and ensure that they have a good experience while staying staying at that Airbnb property? So so part of that is um going through my Airbnb course, and that's what I teach them, just properly having everything structured and set up from, from the jump. So, you know, we want to make sure we be proactive, not reactive. So once we do everything and have it properly structured and set up up front, we eliminate um, a lot of different, you know, scenarios and things that we potentially could run into. Now, on the back end of that, obviously, we might have some, you know, guests who run into certain issues or whatever the case is. And then once again, my favorite that I'm going to revert back to is that's why we have our property management team in place. And so they handle, you know, the customer, um, you know, uh, dealing with our customers, issues, anything like that. And then also we always, um, with our Airbnbs, we want to have a handyman on our team. That's that's important. Mm. Imagine, um, you know, things are going to, you know, happen. And it's, it's, a, it's a property. Things are going to happen. So if you need something patched up, anything, you know, is plumbing, anything like that, you need to have a handyman on your team. Mm. And so I do have some apps that I'll shoot out there for some folks who have thumb, thumb tap and you uh, thumbtack and you have handy. Those are two places that you can go and you can literally get a handyman on your team. And I don't care where you're at. That's but, very um, true. I've used them both for Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So, um, but yeah, that, that's the thing. So like I said, it's, um, and then, and then realistically it, it comes down to however you want to do it. So I don't want to keep throwing a property management team out there. Like, Oh, everyone has to do that. Or everyone has to get a co-host because you absolutely don't. But right. it just depends on what you're shooting for. For me, I know I'm shooting for passive income. I, right. I don't want to have to do anything with it. So that's why I keep throwing it out there because if I can have a team in place or anything like that to operate and run the show and all I got to do is sit back, collect the money and then pay my team, oh, I'm all for it. That, all of that stuff. And I think you just answered my last question and stuff there too because I was about to ask you, does the property management team, do they also handle checking in with housekeeping as well? Because um, I know you said they handle everything else. So I would imagine that they're also automating your housekeeping as well too. So you don't have to. So, so actually it's a little bit, so it can be that way, but the way I have mine set up is a little bit different. So I utilize a tool where I'm able to sync my calendar for my listing mm -hmm. with my cleaner or my housekeeper. And so with that being said, there's literally no communication that really needs to happen because they know exactly when I have a guest checking in and exactly when I have a guest checking out. Because as soon as someone books on my end, it literally goes straight to their calendar. So now they accept the cleaning and they know exactly when it needs to be done. I don't what if they don't accept the cleaning? Um, well, so um, if they don't accept it, you can have a primary and a secondary cleaning. Amen. And so if the primary one is not available to do it, you have your secondary. And now if your secondary is not available to clean it, then you want to have, you know, probably do a little dig in there, you know, get someone in there. But nine times out of 10, you know, if you properly put together your team, you have credible people, then, you know, that shouldn't be an issue. But that's why I love that so much is because it, it, there's no disconnect and there's no... Um, consistently have to, to reach out hey you know i have a cleaning no as soon as the 
you know, someone books and automatically gets shot to the calendar and they get notified, you know, a week in advance, a month in advance, even like a couple of days and then a day in advance. So it's no reason that they forgot or anything like that. And everything is just systematic. Right, right. So you have four Airbnbs right now, right? Including the one in Mexico. How much have you made from your Airbnb so far? Um, the one in Mexico, I've made... The one in Mexico, I might not count because you, yeah, you yeah, haven't listed that one, right? Well, well, so it did just get listed, and then I do have a, a a guest coming to check in. Well, they haven't checked in yet, so obviously the money hasn't rolled through yet. Um, but we'll count it. Never mind. Keep counting. Absolutely. Okay. But, <laughs> but so for the one that my very first one that I have a a, a midterm uh, that I had to turn into a midterm rental right now on profit on that one, I'm doing about five hundred bucks a month on that. Um, my uh, the one that I'm furnishing now obviously isn't ready yet, and then the other one that I've uh put up, I just got up in um uh, March first was the first day that I got that one up, and so far already I think I've made about twenty five hundred bucks. How much? Twenty five. That's not bad. Yeah. So with that one, the what is now? It's April thirteenth now. So yeah. So the very and I have a guest in there right now. I have a guest in there right now. So the very that one when I first put that one up, the first day that I um put that one up, it, it got booked. The right. Very first day I listed that one, it got booked for a whole month. Like so, the very first day. Like I'm talking about the very first day. And it was booked for a month. The very first day, and it was booked for a month. That's a beautiful thing. Like literally, That's a beautiful the, thing. The very first day. Um. Jeez. But yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, I don't, I definitely don't want people to get misled or feel like, oh, you're gonna, you know what I'm saying, just be a thousand year over, you know, just because you get this first air meeting up. Right, they up. build up over time. Exactly. And so the, 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 this is the idea here. The idea with this, because I mean, realistically, wealth, true wealth is accumulated over time. So, I mean, I don't know, some folks out here think that, you know, it's just gonna happen overnight or in yeah. one month, I'm gonna be up a hundred thousand. No, that's not how it works. But right. this is the idea. Let's say we ran the numbers, did an analysis. Okay, we know one Airbnb can give us, after all expenses and everything, one Airbnb can cash flow 700 bucks a month. Well, now the idea is this. Okay, if one can give me cash flow of 700, now let's say I got four of them. Well, now that's cash flow of $2,800 a month. Free cash flow. You see what? So that's the idea is running numbers, making sense, seeing what our cash flow can be after all expenses are paid. What are we going to make? And then rinse and repeat. After you get your first one, it's, a, it's it's the same process over and over. That's it. So literally, the the hard part is just getting started. Once you get started, you get your first one. It's literally the exact same process every time. Jeez. Every time. And that's how I was able to 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 get one. So just to put it back in perspective for some folks who don't know, yeah. So started up my Airbnb business in December of 2022. So fairly new. Right. Got my first unit in under 30 days. In under 30 days of creating the LLC, I, have, I got my first unit. So I got my first unit in January, doubled back and got my next unit in February. Then I got my one out, out of the country in Mexico in March. And then I, the one that I have now, I just got in April and I'm furnishing it now. Ooh! So, I mean, I literally did an Airbnb every month since starting up the business. I told you it was every two weeks. I was exaggerating, but I wasn't. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's the thing. If I can go and do an Airbnb every month, mm-hmm. Since starting up my business, it's no way someone out here mean to tell me they can't get one. Uno. Y'all heard him. He's challenging y'all to take. show up. That's and like I said, that, that's all it takes. I'm talking, I, I'm speaking from experience. 
after I got my first one, I'm like, oh, it's rinse and repeat. That's it. And I don't have to use my money. Oh, okay, let's do it. Exactly. Rinse and repeat. After you get the first one, it's literally the exact same thing. You How often are you paying off your business credit cards? Um, so so that's the thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give people the hack. So with the biz I like cheap debt. So the 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 debt that I'm going to get, we have about a year to 18 months to pay this stuff off. Oh. A year? A year to 18 months. No, 18 months. Yep, no interest, no hidden fees. You only paying back what you lose. Yeah, I better listen to him. And that's more than enough time to obviously start generating that money to be able to put it back. Because you just gotta get to work. Exactly. So like I said, let's put it back in perspective. If I get this, if I if I used, let's say I used four thousand dollars, right? But I got a year or eighteen months to pay that back, and my cash free cash flow was seven hundred dollars a month. You see what I'm saying? I about, do. In about what six months, you got that paid off. Good God! All right. So, like, how many Airbnbs are you trying to accumulate by the end of the year, and what do you want to make monthly from those at that point? So I know over, so <laughs> I don't really know the number by the end of the year. Um, I do know I'm done getting them here in my city. I have three years. No reason for me to get no more here. So I know I'm, I'm going to own done. all of Ohio. <laughs> so, I know, everything. so I know <laughs> I'm definitely done here. Now I'm about to literally just get them in different states and out the country. So I know I won't, I have a list of countries. I have a list of, I think like 20 countries. Right. And Ohio's not bad though like i used to have to run truckers through ohio all the time and there would be hotels booked up and they would have nowhere to stay and stuff there sometimes like stayed in the truck like there's there's a need for it in your area too though so like what you're experiencing in your area though everyone has not experienced in every state and i think that's so cool like i feel like it's your gold mine and stuff there so yeah, definitely. But my, but my number is I um I want to be between ten thousand and fifteen thousand a month just off my Airbnb business alone. Bet that's not bad, yeah. and that's super attainable. Yeah, definitely. Because so. the first one is already at five, and then soon it'll be at twenty five. So it's just gonna keep going up anyway. So yeah. I can see that for you, for sure. And then you yeah. still have your coaching and your one on one. So how can people find you if they want to follow you, invest in you? Um, join your groups. So Facebook, Emmanuel Brown. On um, Instagram, it's Emmanuel underscore underscore Brown. And then, uh, you know, you can go to my credit repair website at www.aowservices.com or for the mentorship and all the digital products, one-on-one coaching and everything like that, it's www.eltefinancial.com. And, and so you can also find that in his group as well. Exactly. So right. yeah, and my group on Facebook um, is uh, personal and business credit into wealth because that's exactly what we do. We get, we build up the personal credit. We leverage that. We get start getting our business credit and we literally just turn that stuff into wealth. That's, all. that's, that's the blueprint. Well, the 18 months to pay it off. I'm still on that. No interest, <laughs> no, interest no fees. And so like I tell people, this is this is exactly how I tell people for it to make sense. Let's say that, you know, you wanted to start up your business and I'm like, okay, well, huh, here goes $10,000 right here. You don't owe me anything. You know, you just pay me $25 a month, whatever the case is. And then you can pay me the $10,000 back. you got a year to 18 months to pay me that $10,000 back. No interest, no nothing extra, just the $10,000. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, bet. I'll do it. Come on. Yeah, I won't. 
exactly exactly because if they can't make no money and stuff in a year to 18 months then if you can't make that money and that's the thing when we go out here to get the money we're not going to get this money because we want to go shopping we want to go no we're not going to buy no car because we want people to see what we driving in no so when you get this money you better you better have something useful that you want to utilize it for. And if you can't make that money back, then so you had no business getting it in the first place. So obviously you want to have the blueprint. You want to have the game plan or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish and get done. And you can obviously start constructing business. And um, as long as you got that in a row, yeah, go for it. Like He's not walking around and with rims and fur, fur coats. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, wait, and, and so literally right now, I, I mean, I can literally go get any car that I want, but you wouldn't believe I drive a 2004 Honda Accord and I also have a 2004 Nissan Pathfinder SUV. And I love pulling up in that because just people in this world, we get so caught up into just being, um, you know, accepted or having the, the flashy thing. That right. Realistically, we need to be worried about getting these businesses, getting assets that's going to produce income every month. And so for me, I'm okay with that. I own those cars. I don't have no car. No, I know I can go to the lot right now and get anything I want, but why? My cars are perfectly fine. They get me from point A to point B. I don't exactly. need to do that. You see what I'm so um just trying to help people help trying to help people to understand. Let's get the businesses, let's get the um assets in place, and then we let those assets and businesses fund the lifestyle that we want. Absolutely. You already know. I was talking about forming a retreat and stuff there for um for all my successful students and everyone like that. And um, I'm definitely pulling up in a 2010 Toyota Corolla. Yep. That's yeah. it. There will be no rims. Exactly. Uh, so like, like, <laughs> why? Yeah, there won't be any sort of spinning rims, I mean. <laughs> there won't be any sort of fur coats and stuff there. Um, I don't have any gold teeth, at least not yet. Might have a diamond <laughs> fang one day. If if God lets me, I'm still praying on it. He's like, sit down, Shante, not yet. <laughs> so yeah, no, but I love all of the gems that you've given and stuff there. I love your transparency and I wholeheartedly appreciate you for coming and talking on my podcast. Thank you. Thank um, you now, before you. I let you go, because I know you didn't put off some appointments for me and delay them, so thank you. Before I let you go, is there anything, any closing words that you would like to say to the audience and stuff there to inspire and motivate the whole yep. night? Absolutely. One of the first things is um I just understand literally a couple of months of being focused, locked, locked in, changing your mindset will literally put you years ahead. But then also just remember, um, everything in life is gonna be hard work. Working at nine to five is hard work. Um, being broke is hard work. Mm. Um Starting up your own business is hard work. Running multiple businesses is hard work. So at the end of the day, we have to de just determine what kind of hard work that we want to put in. Um, and then in addition to that, um, like I said, I have all three of my businesses, but I still work my corporate nine to five. So don't get it twisted. Having a job is not bad. Having a job and not utilizing the job how you're supposed to, that's bad. So if we got these jobs and every week we want to spend our money on going out, we're going to party, drinking, smoking, shopping, all that's bad. Now what we need to do is leverage those paychecks, the money that's coming in. Once we pay all of our bills, the cash flow that we have, we need to start investing because that's going to be able to set you apart and be able to walk away from the job. But then the last thing that I just want to say is um, to get something you never had, you must do something you never done. Mm. So, I mean, we made it this far in life and you know where you want to be. Obviously, you're not doing something right. So we need to change something. So, I, I mean, it, it is. It's a you hard ain't lying. It's the truth. And that's just the realest thing that I can say. To get something you never had, you must do something you never done. So, but I mean, think about it. 
I don't be here. I'm not here sitting where I'm at, speaking with you on the podcast, letting you know about all the Airbnbs, the credit repair coaching, if I've never jumped off the porch and did something new. Right. Bottom line. Exactly. And you were willing to take a risk exactly. when you had absolutely no 100% personal guarantee that everything was going to work out. For sure. And that and that's the biggest thing, because people always ask me, like, hey, you wasn't, um, you know, like, what if, if this and da-da-da? And if you stuck in that, you just stuck in the mindset of, uh, I mean, you. we need to just change the mindset. But also well, just think here. of any wealthy person that you see took a risk. It start with somebody has to take a risk. Like, it's just no way around it. You have to take a risk. Not right. all of them going to go as planned, but champions are just. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I know you probably already know as a business owner and stuff there, you got to get through a lot of failure to get to those successes. For and sure. you just got to be excited to jump to the next sometimes. For sure. And then and then I can't leave without saying this, and I'm going to really go. Yeah. Is, I don't want to get too spiritual for folks on here, but I mean, I got to, the most I said come as you are. So that's Everybody what I, else did. Go ahead. Exactly. I got to come as I am. So with that being said, at the end of the day, we need to figure out what's our calling and what we are called to do. What I can say is I'm absolutely in sync with the most high and I understand this is exactly what he need me to do. And I feel like that's why I'm just flourishing so much is because the most high is working through me. Um, literally, my purpose is to literally help folks and build people up and elevate people and put them in better financial positions and situations and just, you know, get get people hip to and educated on financial literacy. And I literally personally know that is my calling. And that's literally what I'm doing every day. And I feel like that's why I'm able to have so much success and just so I just encourage everybody to you know get with the most high and figure out what it is that he needs you to do because once you do what he needs you to do I mean it's nobody can come that's I mean that's all the power you need that's between you and him nobody can exactly. interfere with that exactly and stuff there because everybody was meant to share their light in some way with the world and there is a problem that you can solve out there so please listen to him because he's telling y'all nothing but facts and gems and he didn't even have to share that part about himself right um yeah. at all <laughs> like literally and stuff but it's the truth and stuff when you stop trying to focus on how much money you about to make how many people you about to stun on how many people you about to make regret on who didn't believe in you and stuff there that ex-boyfriend ex-girlfriend that you try <laughs> trying to show what they missing out on like once you let all that go and think about who can i serve and how can i best serve them and put 100 percent into it there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be successful eventually because it ain't gonna happen overnight <laughs> for sure yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got to stick to the process and um you know, just just keep going, and then it, it happens. But like I say, just look at me. I started all three businesses last year, and so I mean, who knew that speed up time in one year I would have three businesses all successfully operating and, and flowing? I couldn't have told you. I couldn't have tell you. I couldn't tell you that a year ago from now that I would be in this position. I, I couldn't. Absolutely, I couldn't. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of all your success. I can't wait to meet you and Vontae in person. I'm For speaking sure. into existence this year because I told y'all I was getting out the house. And I'm ready. We, we, we ready for it. I'm going to speak for him, too, because I know we, we we talk about it all the time. So we ready. We ready. <laughs> Yo, there you go. It's up there. But I'm just so, so excited and stuff there. Thank you so much for sharing a small piece of your journey with us, because I know that there's so much more in store and stuff. And I can't wait to have you back later in the year and stuff. So that way you can tell us all about your new growth and stuff. There, You might pop up on me with a fur coat. It's cool. I don't judge. It's fine. <laughs> 
like a but but thank you so much and I, you have an amazing day you guys thank you so much for joining me with the holiday impact my name is Shantae holiday and i will see you guys in the next episode bye Absolutely.